Blog Talk Radio.
name of Amen, the Supreme, the All-Powerful, the one and only true Lord, and Amen, we trust, as the Republican Mentelect, the true 144,000 is being gathered in this day and time, the Mentalists, the Amen race, the Bright race. Good evening, I'm your host, the intellectual Newton Menkare, and this is Mentelect Radio, and tonight, tonight we're going to be discussing Dave Chappelle. Why Dave, Chappelle, Dave Chappelle's comedy is not liked by the beast, but tolerated? Huh. Where do I start? You know, I was um I usually don't talk about so called celebrities, especially in this day and time, because a lot of these people are um nothing but uh paid influencers more than entertainers. First of all I start, can everybody hear me? Because Dave Chappelle is no different. He's a paid influencer. Yeah, he tells jokes and he gives content and, you know, entertains people, but he is a paid influencer, especially now. Especially now, the so-called white man needs all the influences he can get from amongst the so-called black race, especially those who got a little name for themselves, right? But everybody should look at the history of Mr. Dave Chappelle and why he is a very um, important influence or why he's being promoted as such. First and foremost, can everybody hear me? I want to make sure I'm coming in clear. All right, I just want to make sure I'm coming in clear. All right. Just want to make sure I'm coming in clear. All right. Okay. Yeah. So, Mr. Dave Chappelle, you know, everybody came to know him from the Chappelle show. That's where he got um, known from, where he got famous from. But Dave Chappelle um, had a career way before the Chappelle show, and many people don't know about Dave Chappelle. He was doing his thing for quite a few years you know, going back to the um, early 90s and whatnot before the Chappelle show jumped off and, you know, did what it did. You know, he was doing, um, you know, sitcoms. He was, he was you know, he uh, was on TV shows. He did his movies. You know, Eddie Murphy, I think, brought him out in the um, 
and the nut in the nutty professor the first one where he did the comedian on stage and things like that and uh you know dave Chappelle basically uh fine-tuned his craft right notice i use the word craft because i'm gonna explain what i mean by that as i go forward with it so dave Chappelle, you know when he came because he's originally from dc right washington dc and um you know his his uh i think it was his paternal grandfather uh did something famous, I think, in D.C. I forget what the background was, but he, and he had, I forget what it was, someplace in the Carolinas he did something famous or had a school named after him or something like that or something he did as an educator because he was talking about this. So I bring this up because educators are influencers. Teachers are influencers. I myself would be considered an influencer, you see, not on a large scale like Dave Chappelle, but nonetheless an influencer because I'm more concerned about influencing the real people instead of the masses. Anyway, there used to be a comedian by the name of Charlie Barnett. Look up Charlie Barnett. He's a um, bronze comedian, Mesoamerican comedian, uh, Charlie Barnett, right? Charlie Barnett was in the, um, he was in the um, movie DC Cab. For those of you who might remember Charlie Barnett, he was real big back in the 80s. Charlie Barnett is dead right now. He's, um, I think he died of a heroin overdose. But um, he heavily influenced Dave Chappelle. And if you look at Charlie Barnett's act, because he used to do, um, he used to do stand-up comedy out here in the park in uh, Washington Square Park in uh, Manhattan, right? And he used to um, do, I think he did some stuff uh, in California. But yeah, Charlie Barnett was really funny. And, you know, they wanted to, they used him in a few things and whatnot, but he was one of those people who had all kind of problems and stuff like that. You know, Charlie Barnett, just like Dave Chappelle, are kindred spirits. And I'm going to say spirit for a reason. They're kindred spirits because Charlie Barnett, Dave Chappelle basically took a lot of his, uh, the inflections of Charlie Barnett and added into his act. They both got that same kind of energy about them. They're both those Negroes who they are black enough for black people, but that bohemian kind of black Caucasian for white people where, you know, they feel comfortable. He's one of those bohemian type comedians, you know, who could be comfortable around white people and all the rest of the humans and whatnot. And he, you know, he even, acts as though he's one of them. And, you know, for the most part, he shares a spiritual connection with a lot of these humans because one of the things he said was, you know, his mother's half white. And he claims that when his hair grows out, it's pretty much straight. So already that's one of the connections Dave Chappelle has with them. See, the more that Caucasian blood you got in you and you tend to connect with these, or should I say more that human blood you got in you? You see, because, you know, from the, from the, you know, outside Dave Chappelle looks like an um, of the almond race. He looks like he's of the almond race. And yeah, he has, you definitely can see the Mesoamerican in him, but he has human in him as well. You know, he chose a human for his wife, an Asian, you see, even though he has the almondic blood going through him. However, he's one of those black people, I'm going to use black people, who Caucasians feel comfortable about that. They have that liberal mindset. You see, they vibrate off that same energy. Them the guys sit around, they, they drink in bars with Caucasians and whatnot, hang out there, and, you know, things like that. He has a connection to those people. He's not like someone 
like myself who would spark a different type of energy in these people, you know, like a, you know, a, a cautious type of energy. He makes them feel relaxed. But then on the other side, he has just enough of the bronze in him to be somewhat conscious. So he walks a tight rope. He does that in his comedy. Same way Charlie Barnett did, same way Richard Pryor does. See, because Dave Chappelle is the new Richard Pryor. They're making Dave Chappelle a new Richard Pryor. He's, like I said, Richard Pryor was the same way they perform in places. You know, a lot of these Caucasians, you know, these liberated Caucasians be at the what they call Bohemian Caucasian people. You know those Bohemians? You know, the ones who smoke a lot of smoke marijuana, sniff cocaine, drink, and read poetry, and, you know, and all that. And they into interracial, homosexual, everything is pretty much open with these people. You see, they basically say, I'm Luciferian. That's what your Bohemian people are. A lot of them is into Luciferianism, witchcraft, things like that. You see, satanic worship, you know, things like they they into that type of stuff. You see. And, you know, he blends in with those kind of people. He shares a lot of their views, or at least it appears he does on the surface. Because ever so often, you know, his bronze side, so-called black side, comes down and makes him, you know, logically look at things. You see, that is the blend. See, Dave Chappelle logically carries that almond sense with him with a lot of things. You can see it in how he tells his jokes. He utilizes logic and rationale very well. That's the almond in him, right? But then the human in him makes him, um, how you say, it makes him more palatable for the rest of the humans. So they like that about him. You notice he promotes a lot of their talking points, like he was promoting the COVID thing. He, you know, all these niggas now claim they all had COVID. It, how, how is it? You know, it's a popular thing. They got to say that that, and you know, and endorse COVID, COVID night, the COVID, and then the, also the COVID vaccine. So they use him as an influencer for that. You see, because Dave Chappelle knew how not to be caught in the crosshairs of being a black comedian. You see, he knew how to be a comedian for everybody. Same way Richard Pryor did. A lot of these comedians, they only know how to be black comedians. That's what have made it more easy for them to cancel Dave Chappelle. Because you notice they, the so-called LGBT community talked about canceling David Chappelle. They're not going to be able to cancel David Chappelle. And trust me, they did not. They did not want David Chappelle to come back after the Chappelle show. He turned down fifty million dollars. So they already like this nigga is crazy. But they wanted him to come back because they could not deny the strong influence that the Chappelle show had on people, you see. And the Beast needs all the influences he can get. Now, if this was before the Chappelle show and before the, and his comedy routine, which he got much better at, if it was before that, they would have been got rid of Dave Chappelle. But he, his influence is undeniable. People are going to want to see Dave Chappelle again. They knew that. And they had an agenda to push. So it was either reel him in, reel him in, and work with him, you see, and at least get him to promote their agenda. And Dave's like, okay, I obviously he will promote their agendas. He will pro- produce the acceptance of LGBT. He will promote the the uh, uh, the taking of the vaccine, the jab. He will promote all of this stuff because in the in the broadcast and in his, in his comedy routine. He says some nonsense about black people jumping on and attacking Asians, which is a load of BS. You see, 
because they trying to pass a law, anti-Asian hate law, which they was trying to aim at so-called black people. And it, you don't have Caucasians on shoot down, shot down Asians and stuff like that. In California, it was a big story with that. But that news quieted it down. Now, I'm pretty sure that white man who shot up that Asian uh, 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 massage place and slash prostitution uh, spot, I'm pretty sure he's not going to get charged under the Anti-Asian Hate Act. But whatever. He talked about that in there. So these are all agendas that they need David Chappelle or somebody like a David Chappelle to push. And obviously the reason why he's taking a break right now after the broad, after um, show for Netflix, he did the closer, is because they obviously want him to push a lot of stuff that he won't feel comfortable pushing. You see, so ever so often he comes and gets his money and goes out the back door. Then after everything dies down, you'll hear him come back again. You see, when he said the thing about how they wanted him to put a dress on in Hollywood and whatnot, basically, you know, do all kinds of, you know, because once they ask you to put a dress on, he went into, and I, I acknowledge what he said to be true. I, I believe what he said to be true, you know, that they wanted him to emasculate himself early. See, because, again, Dave Chappelle is an influencer, a huge influencer. And they always, the beast always wants to use the influences of our people, those who have clout, those who either are celebrated for their music, Celebrated for their sports ability, like what they doing with this guy. What's the guy's name? Uh, the athlete. What's this guy's name? The guy that's wearing the damn dress now. You see, what's that guy that's wearing the West, Russell Westbrook? Here it is. They take the most strongest, most powerful athletes and celebrities and a lot of people we look up to, and they make them wear a dress. They basically effeminize these guys, or they'll take the women who we look to and put on a pedestal and they'll put them with a white man because they all, all they're doing is using these black entertainers and so-called celebrities as influencers to shift the minds of black people, so-called black people in the direction in which they want to go. They want more black people accepting homosexuality, lesbianism, race mixing, COVID vaccines. That's what they want. Basically things that will destroy you. That's what they want, and they need Dave Chappelle to help them push to the agenda to destroy you so-called black people. You see, promote certain BS ideas in your head, illogical ideas, you see. And Dave Chappelle does that. He does it, but, but he also brings the logic behind certain things. He'll bring logic, and he'll make people think. That's what they don't like about him. They tolerate him because he's an influencer, but the logic he brings, the you know that's the bronze in him, that's the almond in him. The logic he brings, the rationale, they're like, damn, that makes sense. We didn't really want them doing it because you see how when he through laughter, he makes people think. Through laughter, he makes people think. And see, the thing that's disarming about him as a so-called black man, the thing that relaxes white people is that he tends to use the word nigger a lot. If you notice, and notice Richard Pryor used to do the same exact thing. See, I study comedians. I study comedians. And he is no different than Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor and Dave Chappelle is the same thing. You see? It's him and Richard Pryor, the same, cutting the same because Richard Pryor started off the same way. You know, Richard Pryor liked white women. He was all into the interracial thing. And, and you know, he performed in a lot of those bohemian uh, places. He was, he was up there in, uh, you know, because a lot of them guys, they got that type of energy where they don't mind being around these humans. 
where they 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 accept their liberal ideas and they go to their parties and they sleep with the women and have babies with them and they blend right in with them people. Richard Pryor was the same way, but then he would go and be around black people too. So they like to go both ways, so to speak. You see, even though even though Richard Pryor really went both ways, I'm not saying that about David Chappelle because I don't see that no evidence of that in him. He's saying he liked women, but like I said, he has an affinity for these. Humans. He has an affinity for the humans. You see, he has this. We can we all just get along? But then he also had this thing where you know Negroes like him. You gotta, you know, he's one of them type of people. He'll throw his own people under the bus, so-called black people under the bus, if it means looking, you know, um, you know, looking, uh, how you say, it, uh, uh, being more, you know, um lenient toward the humans, he'll throw his own people. I've seen him do that. Like I pointed out before in the Dave Chappelle show, how he he made sure with every black woman that come on there and whatnot, she was bitch this and bitch that and bitch this and bitch that. But then one time he had an Asian woman come on there and he was like praising her and being royal. It was a, it was a skit he did on his broadcast, on his um, Dave Chappelle show. And I didn't like that. The black woman, the beautiful black woman that came on, I think her name was in Boucher Wright. Bitch this and bitch that and bitch this and bitch that, right? The Asian woman come on there, he all smiling and cool. This was a this was like a skit he did, right? So it's obvious Dave Chappelle don't like black women. He like Asian women. You see, like most of these Bohemian niggas do. They like other races of women. They don't like their own black women. See, because like I said, they have this thing with them. A lot of these guys have this thing with them. You see that they have that pseudo. That pseudo black black man shit with them. You, you, you follow them to that pseudo black male type of thing with them. These, you know who these are. These are the guys who they are. They, you know what they are. They're the guys who are so called black from a distance. You know, they they call themselves niggas, but those are outside niggas. You see, those are outside niggas. They's like they doing their best impression. It's almost like they doing their best impression of a nigga. That's what David Chappelle do, if you'll pick it up. He do his best impression of a nigga. You see, same thing with Richard Pryor and all. They do their best impression of a nigga. They've been around niggas so long, but really, in reality, they want to be amongst the humans, the Caucasians. They really want to be amongst them. Those are guys, like, you know who's like that? You know, they all got the same kindred spirit, like a Q-tip, uh, 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 Q-Tip, uh, Ali Shaheed, Muhammad, and them type of guys. He hangs out with them type of dudes. Uh, uh, what's the guy who do the music? Um, what's the guy's name? You know those type of people. What's the guy that doesn't um, – uh, uh, from Tony, Tony, Tony. Who's the guy's name? The guy from Tony, Tony, Tony. Y'all know who I'm talking about? Raphael Sadiq. Jay-Z. Yeah, all them type of niggas. You know who they are? They're the niggas. They the niggas that love white people, but they try to act like they really about their people for real. When they really not like they 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 stay. They, they want to walk that tightrope. You see, they want to walk that tightrope. When it comes to they living and they lifestyle, who they really want to be around, they show you who they really want to be and who they want to be around. You see, they show you. They show you who they want to be accepted by. They show you what they want to be a part of. See, it's okay to take that whole black street cred thing, see, because 
us so-called black people, when we're in our right state of mind, we have a very realistic, logical, rational, and funny outlook on life that is very attractive to a lot of people. This is why Dave Chappelle, Richard Pryor, and all these people, Franklin and Jai, I could go on, Dick Gregory, all these guys, this is why they appeal to white people. This is why they appeal to white people, you see, and they want to appeal to white people, but yet they still want to remain or come off as black. They don't want. They want to keep their street cred, but they don't want to be with you niggas like that. They want to. They, they want a certain type of nigga to hang around. You see, they don't want to be around you niggas. They want a certain type to be around. Yeah, follow what I'm saying. John Legend. Yeah, all them type of niggas. You see, the other guys. You know that those are the guys who end up becoming Muslims. They become Muslims, but they not. They they, they won't be those nation of Islam Muslims. They'll be like them Sunni Muslims, and them niggas smoke cigarettes and they smoke weed, but they Muslims. And they got white women and Arab women and mixed race women, but they don't want no no real black women. Not for real. That's just for sex here and there. Those type of niggas. You see, them types. You know. You see what I'm saying? All right. All right. So keep that in mind. These people, like I said, people like a Dave Chappelle and all those people, like I said, they appeal to the Caucasians. They appeal to them, and they like, you know, this guy is just so funny. This guy is just so smart. He's just so great, you know. And they and they and they flock. Like I said, it's a very hard thing to, you know. And Chris Rock is one of them too. Chris Rock is another one. Most deaf, yeah, all them guys. Not Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart want to be like them niggas. You see, he wants to be like. Not Kevin Hart. You already know. You see, some type of people. So these type of people, like I said, they got that whole bohemian feel and whatnot, that whole bohemian image and whatnot, you know, like I said, and white people embrace them. The world embraces them. They know how to walk that. And like I said, that's a talent. They know how to walk that line because you got a lot of black comedians. They only going to just be black comedians. They just going to be black comedians. They don't know how to, you know, um, they really don't know how to, Cross over to so to speak to a, to a broader audience. They don't know how to, you know. They you know Dave Chappelle has that smart, you know, uh, um, talent with them, right? And like I said, he's very influential because he reaches a lot of people. You see, his comedy reaches a lot of people. You know, and like I said, he studied. People, you could tell he studied people like Richard Pryor. He studied Franklin the Jive. Look up Franklin the Jive. You'll see a lot of Dave Chappelle's act coming from Franklin the Jive. We know what his influences are. Franklin the Jive, Richard Pryor, Charlie Barnett. Same way with Prince. Prince is the same way. His influence was, you could really see it. Little Richard, uh, Sly Stone, right? Uh, 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 Jimi Hendrix. Right? You can already see the people that he copied from. We see. And and I'm not saying that Dave Chappelle isn't a um, you know, isn't an original or good comedian. He is. He took inflections of those men and he's seen he chose the most popular, you know, men to take from because see, this is the thing about black comedians. Black comedians or black men just so called black men just in general. 
black men, when you in your right state of mind, you so-called black men, I'm just using black men so y'all understand what I'm saying, bronze men, when y'all in y'all right state of mind and when you have something to say, people will stop and listen to you. If you speak with some sense, some logic, some rationale, people will stop and listen to you much more than they will for the so-called white man, the Asian man, and all these others. Nobody really care about them. They got to have cameras around them. They got to have media. Niggas could stop on the damn street, the so-called black man, and he can start singing, dancing, just talking. People are going to be drawn to you. You see, they're going to be drawn to you, especially other races of people. You see? Because here it is, you know, for the most part, Dave Chappelle, you know, once he was given a platform and whatnot, he chose smart people to write with him. You know, he chose Jews because he aligns himself with Jews. He makes sure he aligns himself with the Jews because the Jews are, you know, they run that whole uh, 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 liberal, liberal uh, 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 bohemian sect. You know, it's always those young, liberated, liberal Jews, so-called liberal. They just as racist as the conservative ones, but they all play that game. But anyway, they get those people because they're influencers. Dave Chappelle is a huge influencer. You see? And just like any influencer, they're going to do what it is they're told to do because there's a bag involved. Like I said, Dave Chappelle, he turned down the $50 million, right? So, you know, he came back for even more because he knew they would. You can't deny Dave Chappelle. You can't. You can't deny him. He's, he's not going nowhere. If Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle, see, when you got so much influence like him, when you that funny like that, and, and you make people think, because that's the key to a good comedian, one who is not just funny laughing and being a clown and telling jokes. See, a real, a real comedian is one who makes you think. Dave Chappelle is more, his style is more of a, sat, a satirist, sat, satirist. Y'all know what I'm saying when I say one who does satire? Like that, what, satire is more like intelligent comedy, you see? Not that silly nigga nonsense, not no silly, not no Martin Lawrence shit. See, Martin Lawrence is a clown. You know, let me give you an example. Like, Martin Lawrence and them, they not, they, like that whole deaf comedy jam set, these guys were just, there was nothing really funny about them. I, I still to this day can't figure out why people find Martin Lawrence funny. I never thought he was funny. But to silly Negroes, he's funny. Silly Negroes who like silly nigga nonsense, he's funny. It's no intelligence. See, my comedy, I, I need comedy to be intelligent. I need it to make me think. Just like, you know, anybody who is, has, you know, who has a, um, who has a semblance of what comedy is, because, again, you just laugh at something that's stupid, you know, it, like I said, it, it's not funny. Again, you could tell real comedy by the level in which it's told, you know, because people like to think. They just don't like to think and feel uncomfortable while they are thinking. They want to be, they want it to be lighthearted. They want lighthearted laughter and thought provoking things, you see? So that is the talent of a Mr. Dave Chappelle. That is the talent. He knows how to be funny, lighthearted, and thought-provoking. 
that is a key element of an influencer. You see, that's the key. In, that like when you call somebody a con man, right? When you call somebody a con man, a con artist, what does a con artist do? They disarm you with their charm. They're very charming. They're not to make you laugh, talk to you. They got the gift of gab, right? Ain't that Dave Chappelle? Ain't that Dave Chappelle? He like he could talk forever. He got the gift of gab. Just him talking is funny. You see? Just Dave Chappelle talking is funny. You see, just his outlook on things, him talking, and then him, then on top of that, he he, he high out his mind with marijuana and probably something else. Same way Richard Pryor was, always high. You see, just there, just there, there. Um, Richard Pryor was just funny, just talking. If you watch it, and just his looks he put on his face and things like, he was just a funny person. His movements, he was just a funny person because that's what they were in the past life they were in. In the past lives, you could tell these people were comedians because you comedian is nothing new. You always had guys like that in the ancient world. You had them back in Mesoamerica who made the rulers and wherever they referred to our leaders as they made that come up and make people laugh and entertain people. So Dave Chappelle was doing that back then. He ain't doing nothing but what he's doing now. You see, but the beast is using him for that influence. The beast is using him for the influence. If you look back at Early, uh, uh, early. You probably find something you type in early ancient comedians. Now, somebody they to type that in ancient comedians, ancient black comedians. You'll probably see some images ancient Mesoamerican, ancient black Mesoamerican or whatever ancient Meso- ancient um comedians. You probably see some Negroes come up, some funny looking Negroes and whatnot. You probably see Dave Chappelle faced it because that's what they do. That's not an easy thing to do. You see, that's not easy because all, like I said, comedy, the key to comedy is to make people reflect, to think. At one point in time, I thought about doing stand-up. I still might do some. I'm not, I wouldn't do it in private in front of the office. I said, and like, even when I do my broadcast, I say things that, you know, I don't mean to try and be funny, but it just come out funny because that's just how I talk. You know, I could, you know. Just that's just how I am. I know how to say things and you know get a laugh, but I'm not doing it purposely. You see, you know, like I said, when you are able to make people relax, when you are make able to make people feel comfortable, and you're not making because that's what Dave Chappelle does. He doesn't make white people uncomfortable. He doesn't make other races of people uncomfortable. It's just that this thing right now like what he did with the LGBT, because really they they mad at David Chappelle now because he made them look stupid. He really made them look dumb. You see, he he turned everything they stand for on the, on his ear. He sat up here and he he said very real things in his um in his um comedy show The Closer, like when he pointed out the thing about because you know the so called white man he's turning everything upside down upside down. You know, he's bringing nothing but chaos and confusion like he always do. Now now men could be women. Women could be men. You ain't no gender, non-binary, all this crazy nonsense, this crazy shit. You see, all this, all this off-the-wall madness, women, women calling somebody turfs, all this, all this shit. We don't even know that this is going on in the world because we're not part of this world. You know, in other words, the, the, um, the transgender women don't like. You got women, women's group feminists who don't like transgender women 
trying to act like they're real women. And the transgender women are beefing with the women, the real women, saying they're just as real women as they. And Dave Chappelle's like, how is that so? You just got to, uh, he made that joke. He said, you know, you that, that vagina, y'all got ain't no real vagina, ain't no blood coming out of that beet juice. He was making all kinds of jokes. He was making these people look stupid. And they, and the white man, they really don't like that because they're trying to, he, he's showing through his comedy how ridiculous these people are, the stuff they're trying to promote, how how uh, ridiculous these people are, how off, how out of they mind, how out of they mind, how bugged out these people are, and they're trying to have some legitimacy in their arguments. The LGBT, the damn feminists, and all these other people that all this other nonsense and this um, these agendas that the so-called white man is pushing. You see, so he knows how to he knows how to turn it on its ear. That's what, his talent. You see, but he got to make sure he can't go too far. You see, because these people, like I said, these people are sensitive as hell. You see, you know why? You know why it's okay for Dave Chappelle to say nigger so much and 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 just just punch down on so-called black people, as they say, because they know they when, when white people sit up here and call our people niggers and make fun of black people, so-called black people. You know why they put so much vitriol and and hate into their comedy and how they disrespect black people because. So-called black people, bronze people, we're so perfect genetically. We're so probably real. We're so perfect genetically, physically, and when we're in our right mind, mentally, we're so perfect in our genetic and our in our our coding, our carbon coding, our everything. When we put ourselves together and how we stand when we're in our right state of mind, we're so perfect that all the imperfected people. Hate on that. So they like all oh, these niggas could take a joke because they're so perfect. Why can't we poke fun? You know what it's like? It's like a bunch of nerds poking fun at the star athlete on the football team. You know, they'll make up stuff to say about he's a dumb jock, he's this, that, and the third because they wish they could be, they could have his athletic ability. You see, that's what all inferior people do. They poke all the fun at the people who they really see as superior. Why do you think they make so much fun, fun of so called black people? Because they really, these are inferior people who could dish it out, but they can't take it. Some of the most racist people, like Dave Chappelle pointed out, is your LGBT people. Most of you Caucasians, these humans, for the most part, are LGBT friendly, which means y'all embrace that. They okay with that type of energy. That's really what's being said. And Dave Chappelle, like I said, if you want to be in Hollywood and get all this stuff, if you want to do all that, then you got to. You know, you got to accept that mindset. You got to act like ain't nothing wrong with two niggas kissing each other. You got to act like ain't wrong, nothing wrong with two females kissing each other and bumping up on each other. You got to act like ain't nothing wrong with that shit, that crazy shit. You got to act like there's nothing wrong with a guy want to chop his rod off or a woman who want to sew one on. You got to act like ain't nothing wrong with this crazy shit. You see, you got to act like this is this is normal. And see, and Dave Chappelle, like I said, he got. He notice. He once he says that he's not a play. He, he it's like he bobbing and weaving. He he'll say something like he'll make fun of these people, but he be like, yeah, but you know y'all my friends and y'all good and all that. Right. He 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 got to make sure he 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 embraces these people. You see, part of part of being a comedian and being a a a a, a famous comedian that's trying to appeal to the masses is you got to act like you embrace everybody. You see. You can't be the black comedian and just, you know, 
you can't just be the black comedian and just like, oh, I'm just black people. No. No. See, Dave Chappelle, he takes, like I said, he take, he knows how to do it. And everything is a blend with him. He knows how to do his nigga shit. He knows how to do his liberated shit. He knows how to do his uh, we I love everybody shit. And he knows how to be sarcastic about it. Notice he call everybody nigga. Like Richard Pryor did. Like Richard Pryor did. I told you they groom certain people to take people's spots. He was being groomed to take Richard Pryor's spot. You see? They'll, in another 10, 15 years, they're going to call him the greatest of all time. Well, they already call him Dave Chappelle the greatest of all time. He's already eclipsed Chris Rock. Chris Rock ain't really even doing no comedy no more. That nigga went into acting now because Dave Chappelle pretty much eclipsed him. Dave Chappelle ain't got to act. All he got to do is come out and do a special make millions of dollars. Chris Rock got to act. Ain't nobody really checking for Chris Rock and his coon ass no more. Chris Rock is a coon. You see, he's a coon ass Sambo Negro. And, and, and really, Dave Chappelle is too, but he knows how to play the militant role more better than, you know, and, and more than Chris Rock did. You know, he knows how to play it too. You see? So so they already they already basically, you know, he's he's one of the he's the he's the people friendly bohemian. Like I say, he could he's he's the he like Richard Pryor, he's the one he'll be around all the niggas and whatnot, but then he could he could be the, the the white people's best black friend. You know, he that's just Dave. And because I remember one time seeing Dave Chappelle on Howard Stern show. And you know, Howard Stern is nothing but uh, 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 one of those Jews who sit around here and talk shit about black people and whatnot. That that was his whole Howard Stern. That's his whole platform to basically um, take shots at black men, especially because that, everybody want love to take the shots at so-called black men. You see, one of these undercover racists, and you know, one of the ones who who, who I don't even really call these people racist. I call them inferior, 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 inferior risk. I'm trying to make that into a word. Because all their racism is based in, based in their inferior mindset when it comes to so-called black men. You see, your racists are nothing but inferior, inferior, inferiorist. I got to make it into a word, inferiorist. I don't like calling them racist because all their hate, anger, and vitriol for the so-called black man is based on their inferior uh, uh, um, low self-esteem when it comes to black men. You see, what, what enters the mind? The, the penis thing, you see, the whole thing. They focus on the so-called black man penis and his ability to procreate and make children. All that's in their mind. The thing, the athletic ability, the presence of you. This is what makes them racist against you because you bring out all the inferior attributes in them, and you make them see less of themselves when they look at you. They feel less of when they're around you. You see? They inferiorists, inferiorists, inferiorists. You see, that's really what they are. See, Dave Chappelle makes them all feel comfortable. He makes Caucasian people feel comfortable. You see, he makes sure he makes friends of these people. Let me take a call. 267, you're on the air. How you doing, Newbert? How you doing? I had a quick question. Um, with because uh, you was talking about like how Dave Chappelle they allow him to like tread tread the waters where like he can talk about some of the stuff and then he can kind of like make yeah like you just said Caucasians and stuff like that feel comfortable. But I don't know if you remember like when Cat Williams 
he a while ago during one of his specials he he said something about um uh I forgot the guy name that was um he was talking about like Hollywood parties and then he he started revealing more information the the guy that was on that Monique show I can't think of the actor's name when he was talking about Yeah, I know you talking about the guy, Professor yeah, yeah. Yeah, he started yeah. talking about like how some of those experiences with the parties, and then it was like right after that, here they go trying to like say like he was um, you know he was you know going crazy and all this stuff. You think that's when you talk about how when they let Dave Chappelle say certain stuff, you think that's because someone like Cat Williams he went above and started saying too much. Um, no, I don't think it had one to do with the other. It's just like, like I said, those kind of people, like a, 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 a Dave Chappelle and the Cat Williams. And see, Cat Williams wants to be like Dave Chappelle. You see, he don't know how to be like Dave Chappelle. He wants to be like Dave Chappelle because when Cat Williams said that thing about you got to get you some white friends, he wants to be a he wants to be a crossover comedian like a Dave Chappelle and get that money, the same type of money like Dave Chappelle because Dave, Dave Chappelle is iconic status already just off of the Chappelle show and off of these bro- off of these specials. You see, he's already mm-hmm. iconic status. Somebody like he he don't have to work if he don't want to ever again. He can come work whenever he wants to get a, a big bag and guys about his business. He was afforded that luxury. But he always wants to keep those doors open where he can come and do that. He like to come in and come out like that. Somebody like a Cat Williams on they got to stay on the same day Chappelle. Like I said, he He's already um, he's already cemented. He's already got that like that that status like a Richard Pryor already. Mm-hmm. All right. But later, right, what cool. Cat Williams when he said what he said, I mean Richard Pryor said that same thing a long time ago. Richard Pryor said, "You remember Richard Pryor?" Because like a lot of times, what happens with these guys? They get in, they they get in Hollywood and they do all this stuff and then they then they soul start to bother them. Some of they soul like like have, they have a flash of that soul that comes over them where they be like, damn, I done just degraded myself. I done degraded myself as a man. That's why these guys got to get high all the time. They got to be high when they're around these Caucasians and they got to be wearing, you know, what I'm saying. And Richard Price stayed high. You know, because he obviously mm-hmm. whatever he he had to do was bothering. He said this before. He said, "Yeah, you go to these Hollywood parties and whatnot." And he said, "You you get high, you smoking something, you don't know what you smoking. You wake up, you don't know who effed you or who you effed and whatnot." So he said, "Who effed you?" Now that that means that homosexuality. They, that's what they do. That's how they get down. So Richard Pryor said that before Cat Williams. And he, Richard Pryor was so talking about a time when him and Paul Mooney. Went into some Hollywood Jews, um, top Hollywood Jewish guys uh, office. I pretty much think I know who that is. And they had to get this guy head. They had to give him oral sex. They sucked off some white Jew, and they said Paul Mooney was sucking them off too, both of them. So this is the way they degrade this so-called black man. Richard Pryor told that. Mm, See, yeah. I don't know if they made David. I don't think they made David Chappelle do that. He probably was like, I don't want to do that. Let me do something else. And whatever, because if you had a problem wearing a dress, because you notice the people who they ask to do stuff like that, they usually try you first. First, they start mm-hmm. with the dress. Yeah, and they start with the dress. And if you go that far, next thing that they'll invite you probably to a party or two. But Dave Chappelle never went further than the dress. All the mother niggas went for the dress, from Flip Wilson to Richard Pryor to to Kevin Hart to damn uh, uh, Nick Cannon, Nick Coonan. You know what I'm saying? All these niggas, they don't put the dress on. 
You know what I'm saying? Martin Lawrence. All them guys got to do that. You see? So if they was willing to degrade themselves in front of the camera, think what they did behind the camera. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I I don't think Dave Chappelle went that far. I don't think he'd do that. Who knows? You never know. I don't That's see true. it though. I don't I don't see that though. But because he's so yeah. he's so much of an asset, he's so influential now that they he's not going to just go away. Chappelle is not going. They know his influence. They can still use Dave Chappelle. You see. Right. So they're not going to just let him go away. They they they'll need him to promote some other stuff because if you look at the special he did the closer, all he 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 promoted pretty much his acceptance of LGBT, the vax, all that stuff. He promoted all that, but uh, at the same time taking shots. He so he was skillful in how he did it. Mhm. All right. All right. Thanks, Nuba. All right. Yeah, he knows. Dave knows how to walk the tightrope. Dave Chappelle knows how to walk the tightrope. You'll get something out of his comedy, but you know, expect a lot of the um, the LGBT, uh, 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 uh mixed race, uh, whatever they're trying to throw vaccine. Expect that. Expect him to use for that. You see. And then who knows? They probably told him after he did the special, yeah, just fall back now because, you know, you're going to be in trouble. And that's the thing, too. I'm like, you got grown-ass men, grown-ass men who talking about they're going to be in trouble, like they children, for saying and speaking their mind as comedians. I thought this was supposed to be a free country. Tell them, I'm going to be in trouble. Like they children. You see, what are you talking about? But it's never, oh, I'm going to be in trouble if you say something bad about black people. It's never, I'm going to be in trouble. You ain't worried about trouble then. But when it's talking about homosexuals, lesbians, the backs, or anything else that the, the so-called white man tell you, um, nah, nigga, don't speak against that. It's not a problem. You don't get no problem, no backlash speaking about um, calling black people niggas, but you can't say faggot. You can't say lesbian. You can't say none of this stuff. You say faggot on YouTube, they, they hit you, pay your kind of nonsense. These are the people who write Dave Chappelle's checks. We'll be right back.
So when you see people like a Dave Chappelle, like I said, it's no coincidence that he is placed in the position he's placed in where he is a public influencer like that. Like I said, nobody expected the popularity of the Chappelle show because even now to this day, the Chappelle show is still, you know, can still garner a healthy sale in just the episodes and things like that because of, you know, just again, the sheer talent of Dave Chappelle and the people that was writing with him and working with him, put together those ideas and those skits and things like that. So again, that's a testimony to the influence of a intelligent bronze man. You see, because I'm not taking Dave Chappelle's an intelligent man. He's not stupid. He's an intelligent man. You see, he, you know, I chalk it up to that. He's an intelligent man, but he knows how to work both sides of the fence. You see, he's very influential, you know, and again, if the beast didn't, you know, if he didn't, they didn't need a David Chappelle, you wouldn't see David Chappelle nowhere if they didn't need David Chappelle. You see, they would like, they would have liked to bury Dave Chappelle after he walked away from Hollywood. They would have liked to have buried him. But see, the popularity of the Chappelle show and, you know, his comedy thing, his comedy skits and things like that, it's like, oh, we, you know, we can use Dave again, but we got to set some ground rules because we're trying to get these agendas going and whatnot. We're trying to push more LGBT. We're trying to push you know, the future things like the vaccine and all that on the people because we're trying to basically change the world. We're trying to turn the world upside down, which is what the so-called white man is trying to do. The ones who control Hollywood, the ones that control politics, the ones that control pretty much everything and pop culture, music and things like that. You already know who behind that. They're trying to basically turn the world upside down. These people have an agenda because, see, Dave Chappelle, for the most part, and along with a lot of these other black entertainers, their goal is to, or they're, they're utilized to promote a, wor- a, a, a world where it is not really conducive, you know, for our people to live in. You see, they want us to get used to living in a world where it's not conducive for us, you see. That's basically what they want. They want, they, they use people like that to get you to push acceptance of things. Because the people, again, that write him the checks, those are LGBT people, a lot of them. You see, whether the politicians, because all these people work hand-in-hand. It's all forms of entertainment, politics, religion, uh, uh, entertainment, you know, it's a, entertainment, music, all that stuff, and sports, you know, to athleticism. All them people, the people control all of that stuff. These are the things that people engage and indulge in. You see, social media, right? Notice how social media, Instagram, and all these other stuff, it's become like the damn Bible. It's more popular than the damn Bible is. Uh, 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 Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat, TikTok, and all these things I can't even keep up with. You see, Richard Pryor got all of that. Uh, um, fame before there was any social media. 
they couldn't really use Richard Pryor as, you know, they tried his comedy film, but they couldn't really use him as an influencer like they really wanted to because the agendas weren't that high. But trust me, if they didn't have, an, if they didn't have, like, even with the George Floyd thing, which was nothing but an agenda. When you see Dave Chappelle, when he did that thing, whether you know it or not, that little thing he did where he held his damn candles lit up and he was talking about George Floyd, that was a ritual, man. That was a ritual. Okay? He was doing a ritual. People told him, because why would you do a comedy show and you going off about George Floyd and got candles lit and all this other nonsense? That was a ritual, man. See, don't get it twisted. Dave Chappelle is in with those people. He's in with those people. You see? And they 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 have to work with a David Chappelle because they don't know a better influencer than him. They don't know a better influencer than a David Chappelle. I don't know of anybody right now, music-wise, anything else. You see? Because comedy is the best way to influence people. Comedy is the best way to influence people through, you know, because Dave Chappelle, he, for the most part, he talks about things that are, uh, are, are timely, meaning things that are current events. He talks about those, and he basically gives his logical and rational take on these things, which shows you the power of what the so-called black man thinks. Don't, don't get it twisted. Everybody wants to know what the so-called black man thinks. You know why that is? Because the so-called black man is – considered the most uh, uh, threatening, dangerous, right? That's what they consider the so-called black man. He's more threatening and dangerous. So people really want to hear what he has to say. It's like, let's hear what the monster has to say. Let's hear what the intelligent monster has to say. You know, let's hear what he has to say. What is he, is he going to say anything that's going to, you know, that's going to uh, make us uncomfortable? What's he going to say? That's how they look at a Dave Chappelle or any so-called black man who's speaking with some sense. They get a microphone because, again, they know who the coons and the clowns are. See, they more, Dave Chappelle, again, is a satirist. He does more comedy on things that are going on in society. You know, he ain't, he, he ain't getting up there making comedy jokes about, yeah, you know, uh, me and my bitch and we was doing this and this. He ain't doing all that. I mean, he'll say stuff like, but he, they more focused on his views on the world because Dave Chappelle can influence people's views on things just through sheer logic. That is the talent of the so-called bronze man. Whenever you see white people doing that, that's nothing but a copy because white people and the rest of these humans, they're not really logical by nature. They're not rational or logical by nature. They're not going to really say much to get you to think. Only one person who did that it was one person who did that, who these Caucasians always call out, comedian George Carlin. Everybody talk about George Carlin, right? Everybody talk about George Carlin. You see, he's be- he's basically known for that. But George Carlin ain't doing nothing that Dick Gregory didn't do or, you know, because they was touching on political things before George Carlin was because Dick Gregory was around before George Carlin, right? And, they, and you know, Richard Pryor was, came around. They was all around the same time. But it was these people touching on things like that. George Carlin came along in the late 60s, 70s, and things like that. He did that, and he became popular for that, you know, because that was the time, like I said, where 
you know, comedians wasn't, because prior to that time, comedians was joining the knock-knock jokes in you. And, and my wife is so fat and stuff like that. This is what comedians did. Ha-ha, funny. They didn't, wasn't expected to be thought-provoking. They wasn't expected to be thought-provoking. The one who brought a lot of that thought-provoking stuff, I got to give it to him, is Dick Gregory. Dick Gregory brought a lot of that thought-provoking comedy. He's like, I, I would dare say Dick Gregory, shout out to his, his son, Greg. You know, one thing I said about your father, he gave a lot of the, he's one, one of the people that started that thought-provoking comedy, and people don't give Dick Gregory cr- credit for that. They don't give him credit for that, you see, because Dick Gregory was before Richard Pryor. All the other comedians around that time, like Red Fly, they wasn't really with no thought-provoking stuff. I might say a little stuff here and there, but, like, really, they, they told jokes, you see. They told, people like Red Fox and told jokes. You know, they wasn't satirists. They wouldn't, you know, white man came with that name, a word satirist, you see. Then you had the guy uh, who came, like, Lenny Bruce. He came, like, in the 60s, too, Lenny Bruce. And all. But like I said, a lot of these guys, they picked, they they copied off of Dick Gregory. You see, Dick Gregory influenced a lot of people. You see, and then you had Richard Pryor pick it up, and you know, and uh, um, you know, because Paul Mooney was writing for Richard Pryor, and they these guys tend to be more in that political. Because a lot, I'm gonna tell you something. A lot of these guys who speak on the comedy thing and whatnot, as far as you know, they're delivering, they're talking about current events and things. A lot of times they're views depending on whether they're thinking on themselves or they use the white man's using them. Basically a lot of their views are already contrived already. They're more liberal. You say they're more liberal and it's all we all together nonsense. So that's that's what a lot of that is driven by. You see. Dave Chappelle just picked that up and and, and ran with it. You see, when you hear comedians talk about the government, when you're talking about the uh 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 politics, when you're talking about race relations, when they're talking about interracial and, you know, sexual and things like that. Those are things that, like, people, you know, rarely you, you're going to hear comedians. Comedians trying to do more of that now. But a lot of times, a lot of these comedians, they want to stay away from that, especially now because, you know, they uh, have to watch what they say. They're in a time where they got to watch what they say because, these people in the LGBT and all that, they're very, they get very, they get offended very easily. They can laugh about nigger jokes and everything else and, and jokes about everybody else. But when you say something about them, oh, these people are just so hurt and just so, you know, this, that, and the third. And Dave Chappelle brought that up in the closer. You see, you know, they, these people saying all this stuff about this guy, the baby, because he hurt their feelings. You see, nothing more than he hurt their feelings. They didn't like what he said. So you're not free to say whatever you want about. But these people, I'm pretty sure, they don't have any filter when they when it comes to them saying whatever they want to say. But they're going to tell you what you can and can't say, or what offends them, or what canceling you, so that the world don't get to see you. That's a form. That, what is that? That's um, what do you call that? Um, that's a dictatorship they're trying to form. Whether they want to say it or not, you only got no freedom to say whatever you want. And like I said, for the most part, Dave Chappelle. If this, if Dave Chappelle wanted to just go and do and set up a platform, you see, and this is what a beast, usually he wants to use you as an influence because he knows that, you know, if Dave Chappelle, per se, wants to set up his own streaming network and he charged people such and such amount to watch him do stand-up, raw and uncut, 
Dave Chappelle make a shitload of money. He don't need Netflix. He don't need Netflix. He don't need the, he don't need none of those. All he got to do is stuff a streaming thing, and he or he do a comedy routine. He could do one once a month or once every two or three months and whatnot. He make a shitload of money. He don't need them, and say whatever he want to say, and just and get his money. You see, and, and it's sad that a lot of these comedians, these people, don't think like that. They don't think like that. Corey Holcomb is another one that could do that. You know, he's a good comedian, but they don't got that crossover appeal like a Dave Chappelle. That's another one that could do that. They could just go ahead and just set up a pay-per-view thing and just, you know, and, and they get all the money they sell and, and do they and do they stand up. I don't know why they don't do that. They could set that up and get their money they sell. You know how many people, how, how much money they make doing that? Hell, they probably keep more to, more money than that, and maybe that's what Dave Chappelle's doing. Maybe he's doing if he's smart, you say maybe that's what he's doing. He's just probably using them to get more popularity and get his name out there more and more, and and then go away. Then when he's like, I'm coming back, but I'm doing this on my own platform. He can do that, and make a piss pot full of money if that's what it's just about money. You see, if that's what it's about, that'd be the smart thing to do. You see, not many people could pull that off. Not many people could pull that off. You see, they want they don't like the, the problem when they talked about canceling Dave Chappelle. Because why would you care? Why would you want to cancel a comedian? I mean, everything they saying is made in jest, right? It's all supposed to be funny, right? It's all jokes, right? You know why they was talking about canceling Dave Chappelle? Because they're afraid he's too thought-provoking. Dave Chappelle has become too thought-provoking. And they want to stop that because, you know, at first it started off as jokes. You know, he started off with the nigga jokes and everything. Oh, nigga this, nigga that. Yeah, white people love them. Hit white people like, yeah, nigga this, nigga that. Man, you start saying something that's thought-provoking and making white people think black. I mean, all these races of people think young people too. People who will go home and teach their children to be more so-called tolerant and you changing their minds, you dangerous. You're dangerous to their agenda, Dave Chappelle. You're dangerous to their agenda. You making people look at these. You made. You just made everybody clown the LGBT community. You basically clown the LGBT community without making it seem, making them think that's what you. You basically clown their what they trying to promote as a serious platform that they stand on. You basically show these people for what they are, and they can't have no so-called black man a nigger clown them. And make and, and, and really and make it makes and make it make sense in the minds of people. People now they got people laughing at them. See, that's what they hate about Dave Chappelle. He made the world laugh at the LGBT community. He made the world laugh at you transgender motherfuckers. He made the world make a joke out of you because that's really what y'all are. Y'all a goddamn joke, raw and uncut. He made the world laugh at y'all. That's how ridiculous you motherfuckers are. Just like that. That's dangerous. He made y'all look like fools. You see? He made people see reality how ridiculous the white man is. You see, I saw the clothes. It was funny. Certain things I was like, eh, you know, he had to put in his little, you know, his little pedophile jokes and stuff like that. Because you know that the pedophiles, they, you know, you got to say stuff for them too. You know, a lot of that stuff you put in that's cr- that they call cringy and make you cringe a little bit when you hear. A lot of that stuff is stuff that's promoted by the LGBT and all that, and the, and the pedophile. They got a little, the uh, the, the Nambler people, you see. 
You you promote this kind of stuff. You see? And he's he's skilled at doing that. He's skilled at doing that. You see? He he took his he took his power of uh, uh influence and persuasion along with being a so called black because I guarantee you None of that stuff would have hit hard if it was coming from a white man. It wouldn't have hit as hard coming from a white man, a white comedian. It wouldn't have hit as hard as it came from a white comedian or an Asian comedian or anything else. It hit hard coming from a so-called black man like Dave Chappelle because the world knows the so-called – all the they try to clown black people, hate on black people, or so-called black people all they want to, but they know the so-called black man. The so-called black man is still the epitome of cool, the epitome of swag, the epitome of, you know – masculinity, even what the black man making a clown out of himself and placating to these Caucasians and the rest of these damn humans, still at the end of the day, and I don't care how much they try to make the black man effeminate and stuff like that, still at the end of the day, the black man and their so-called black man in their minds, the epitome of cool, the epitome of swag, the epitome of masculinity, and for them, for him to say what he said against these people who they, who they trying to build a legitimate platform and try to be taken seriously, he knocked that shit down, and that and just in that thing, people don't even realize it. he knocked their whole thing down. That's why they mad. They pissed off. That's why they pissed off. That's why they come on cancel Dave Spell, get his show off on of, uh, Netflix, all kind of shit, all the uproar. Look, because he made them look stupid. You see, he made them look stupid. Netflix, like I said, they're going to get that bag. They're going to get all that money. They gonna, all the people that's going to watch that, they're going to leave it up there for a while. They're going to let the LGBT and them have a meltdown. And, and all they really doing by doing that, show you how stupid they are by trying to um, cancel Dave Chappelle and talk about that, you're just going to make more people want to watch it because you know people like forbidden things. That's how stupid you are. The more controversy, the more you tell people don't watch them, the more that's, they're going to want to watch it. That made me watch it first. I wouldn't pay no attention to it because I don't pay attention to this stuff. Like, but just them with the backlash and some of all the stuff Dave Chappelle said and them trying to cancel made me want to watch it. Let me see what he's talking about. If they would have just shut up and just been like, ah, right, whatever, and laughed at it and just then nobody would have said nothing about it. But all right, whatever. You see, instead of limited time, yeah, they already knew. You see, but you're gonna be able to get that. They saying that now, but you'll be able to get it. You see, people going to record it. That ain't going away nowhere. You see, they're going to get all the bad, the money they can get off of that. And that's fine. That's fine. Trust me, Dave Chappelle had to clear those jokes with a lot of people. He had to clear those jokes. So it ain't just Jake, Dave Chappelle that was okay with that stuff that was said. It was his handlers, the people that they utilized him, the ones who control the outlets and stuff like that. They already knew it was going to be backlash. You see, so he had to walk that he had to walk that tight rope because, like I said, Dave Chappelle can still be used by Hollywood. He can still be used, and that's how they do the white man. He gonna use you till he can use you, and he can't get no more out. Dave Chappelle is like that toothpaste that they gonna keep squeezing and squeezing and squeezing until all the toothpaste is going out of him. But Dave Chappelle smart enough to get off of the table and leave so that he can, you know, regenerate himself. And come back, he can come in and out of Hollywood like he please and do what he do, and that's all. He's smart enough to do that because he already know he ain't stupid. He already know, you know, he there's nothing dumb about him. He already know that these people ain't trying to do nothing but use them to promote their agenda. That's all. 
And some things, obviously, Dave Chappelle is okay with promoting. Some things he ain't okay with promoting, like black men wearing a damn dress. He wasn't doing that. Some things he ain't on board with. You see, and they don't like that. They don't like that they that they can't get Dave to do all this stuff. He ain't going to do, you know what I'm saying? They can't. They don't like that. You see? But he around these people. He's around these people. And they always going to request him to degrade himself and his people. We'll be right back.
Yeah, you know, like I said, um, you got two types of comedians. You know, you got those who do the silly shit, and then you got those who do satire, satire. Yeah, uh, depending depending on, you know, I I kind of like both. You know, depending on, you know how 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 good the silly stuff is. You know, I could like the silly stuff. You know what I'm saying? I could like the silly stuff depending on how good it is. You know, because even with this among behind the silly stuff, there has to be a point to it. You know, there has to be you know some logical, rational thinking, something you know to make you laugh. You're like like damn. You got to connect to, you know, what, you know, people, you know, because the, the thing about a good comedian, satirist or the, you know, satire, that's the ones who do sarcastic type of comedy about current events and stuff. That's why I said Dave Chappelle more, does more satire than comedy. I mean, his stuff is funny, but he knows how to blend it well. I like a little bit of the both if you know how to do it, if you know how to do it right. See, a good comedian knows how to reach into the minds of everybody and, you know, connect them on a level where everybody had that thought before or on some level. And, damn, I never thought about that again. Good comedians are thought-provoking, and Dave Chappelle does that. He does that very well. Like I said, he had, you know, people who, um, people who, um, you know, did it before him. Like I said, I, I, I shout out Dick Gregory again for that. You know, the the satirist type of intelligent comedy stuff and not all the not the silly stuff. You know. So he was groundbreaking in that. You see. And like I said, them type of those kind of comedians, the white man always want them. He always want them to be around the the ones cause they always thinking like, damn, he this this Negro's intelligent. This Negro He's intelligent, and see that when they know there's an intelligent so-called black man, where there's an intelligent black man, so-called black man, there's an influential so-called black man, because they know you can influence a lot of people through comedy. While people are laughing at what you're saying, they're thinking about what you're saying. See, that's key. That's key. Satire is basically intelligent comedy. That's all satire is, is intelligent, thought-provoking comedy that deals with things like current events and things like that, and, you know, stuff that's going on. Like a good example of that, Family Guy, remember that the TV show Family Guy is like satire. It's a form of, you know, over-the-top satire. You would have to know certain things going on in society to think that it was funny, you see. Satire making fun of things, current events that's going on in an intelligent kind of way and, you know, a slick, off-handed type of way, you see. That's what that is. So who have the ability to do that, like I said, the so-called white man always wants them. He always wants them because they don't want to take a chance on this intelligent, influential person going out and, you know, possibly becoming a leader to his people or trying to influence them in any kind of way. They want to be the ones that put the words in your mouth, book you in places, you know, see over what you're talking about and stuff like that. Because like I said, a lot of that stuff is controlled. A lot of the comedy that comes out of these people's mouths, once they get up under the so-called white man and get up under his system of entertainment in Hollywood, they're going to control what you say on some level. Trust me, Dave Chappelle ain't say nothing to what he really wanted to say. 
Dave Chappelle didn't say a lot. Even his words in that that broadcast, he that um that um close that he did was controlled. You could tell. He made sure at certain places he didn't want to. He, he could have went a little further. You see, but you're dealing with a lot of sensitive ass people like what these humans are. You see, they can dish it out, but they can't take it. They can dish it out. You make fun of them, they'll go crazy. They'll be ready to kill you. Try making fun. White people call you niggas so much, but call them cracker and honky and everything else and call them all kind of names and cave beast and animal and dog, dog fur and all that. You you call them that long enough, they, you watch them have a damn meltdown. But these are the same people got no problem calling you all kind of niggas and porch monkeys and coons. You start calling white people names, they be ready to have a heart attack and a meltdown and kill you. These people cannot take any kind of... Uh, 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 any kind of insult or any kind of, you know, anything. They can't handle it. But they know because, like I said, they're already starting off at a recessive and inferior place. And the LGBT community is no different. These people already know they're starting off on, on an unnatural level. They already know what they're doing is bugged out. Anybody with the same mind know that their lifestyle is bugged out. That's why they put the Q on their lifestyle for queer because queer means strange. If you didn't think what you did, your lifestyle was strange, why would you put queer on you? Why would you put queer on in the LGBTQ? But they took the Q off now because they, I guess they realized, like, damn well, we're trying to legitimize this degeneracy, our degenerate way of life, or if you want to call it that. We're trying to legitimize it so we can't have people laughing at us. We can't have people not taking us seriously. We're trying to push this across. We have to have a serious face. So we can't have people looking at us like we're ridiculous, which is what we are. Because if you're going to be a damn homo, if you're going to be a lesbo, you going to go ahead and do that, man. Them, them, you people, these people done been around for thousands and thousands of years. They ain't going nowhere. You see? The grades, going to have grades who homosexuals and lesbians. You see? So what? They've been around. See, if you want to just go ahead and do that, go ahead and do that. What you got to need, you got to put an organization together. You got to force people to uh, acknowledge you. You got to force people to uh, 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 um, don't don't laugh at me, don't make fun of me, take me seriously. You see, when you do stuff like that, force your lifestyle on people, people are going to rebel. When you push anybody to do anything, they're going to rebel against that. And it's not going to be good for you. And just live your life. Live your life. In this life, people going to make fun of you in this life. But, see, they can't handle that. And he told this story in the, in the close of Dave Chappelle about this transgender white male slash female, whatever he want to call himself, this transgender female slash male who was um, who was uh, um, a big fan of his comedy and whatnot. See, that's how you know he bend over backwards, uh, uh, so to speak. You know, for these for these LGBT people, because why would you give a, a a person who has not done comedy before? Why would you give them forty five minutes to open up for you? You ain't even never seen people do stand up. That's how you know he's trying to help these people in a way promote their agenda. Because just off of the fact that this woman, or this male, this white male who wanted to be a female had no experience, why would you give them forty five minutes to open for you in a comedy show? And he said they bombed for like forty five minutes. That this, that one, the, the 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 she the he male the she male. Right, he bombed. Well, she bombed for forty-five minutes straight. Nobody was laughing, nothing. And he didn't stop the show. He let her go and get money, or him go and get money. And then when the LGBT people got it, got it, him slash her. This, 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 the, the LGBT person, the, the um, she male killed herself. 
see, I told you people are sensitive. You're going to go up your roof and jump off a roof because your own people flipped on you. With, and they ain't do nothing. Just comments and said negative things. That told these people are mentally fragile. These people are mentally fragile. You see? They're very, they, they're very, uh, um, like I said, like this guy sticks and stones, may break my bones. Words hurt these people. Especially when it's coming from a so-called black man, because they see you so-called black men as the epitome of masculinity, you the epitome of cool, you are the epitome of swag. Like I said, that's how they all see you. So when you don't approve of them, that really hurts them. They want to punish you when you don't approve. Because, see, everybody else in the world is easy to get you to approve. You, you get all the Caucasians, Asians, they all approve of that lifestyle because that's in their genetic material anyway. Who they really want approval from is the so-called black people. That's who they want approval from. That's who they're trying to normalize that with. You see? And Dave Chappelle, he just rec- he, he represented one more person, a so-called black person, who seemed like he was giving pushback. They sense them people are sensitive as hell. Anytime you gonna jump off of a damn building because of some words and people say, yet you don't cut your rod off, that you don't you walk around with a damn dress on, they bugged out of their mind, man. These people are mentally ill, man. You see, emotionally unstable. They can't take no kind of criticism about they have a they they have a heart attack of fit. And these are the same people that run Hollywood. These are the same people that run the record industry. These are the same people that run uh, 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 who up in there in politics. These are the same people, man. These are a bunch of degenerates, man. A bunch of sick degenerates. Sick, sensitive degenerates. This is who Dave Chappelle get his checks from. These are the people who he's scared to be in trouble with. You see? These are the people who he got to watch his step. He can't say everything. But they don't want to take Dave Chappelle off the scene. They don't want to take him off the scene because, like I said, to take him off the scene means that, you know, oh, he's going to be out there and he's going to be – because they're going to – people are going to book him. People are going to book Dave Chappelle. They'd rather have a Dave Chappelle on the leash than a Dave Chappelle off the leash. You follow what I'm saying? They'd rather have a Dave Chappelle on the leash on Netflix on wherever, because Netflix was basically created by the beast just to basically program people on the regular with these type of ideas. Notice Dave Chappelle's biggest, um, you know, um, thing where he's been platforming, he's been putting out his specials in Netflix. He ain't been really going no place else. Ain't nobody else. Dave Chappelle just got, he go to Netflix, get a big ass bag, big old bag, and he got about his business, man. He ain't got to go do no movies no more. He ain't got to go to Hollywood and you know, he ain't got to do none of that. He ain't got to do – he just get his money, do his little comedian stuff, and that's it, man. You see, he ain't got to coon as hard as Kevin Hart. He ain't got to coon as hard as uh, uh, Chris Rock. You see, Chris Tucker got tired of cooning. That's why they got his ass out the paint. He got up out the paint. They said, I don't know if he's trying to use him to get back in, you know, whatever. Well, you know, whatever, man. He ain't got to coon as hard as these other people. You see? So, so you know, this is why this is the appeal of Dave Chappelle, because Dave Chappelle learned early that if you know that his comedy is a is is done in degrees, a little a, a, a bit of a bit of nigga a bit of, a bit of nigga nonsense, a bit of you know a uh, 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 white bashing, a bit of white embracing, a bit a bit of LGBT embracement, a little bit of everything where you make people all feel welcome 
you try to make people. Then he gonna say, Dave Chappelle gonna say that he said, I'm not gonna tell no more jokes about the LGBT community until I'm sure that we all laughing together. What are you talking about? That was real coonish to say. That's what he said in the closer. We, I'm not gonna tell no more jokes about that community until we all laughing together. Well, wait a minute. When when do you think everybody gonna laugh at everything you say? You think everything you, you so you more worried about offending these people because no matter what you that means you ain't gonna never tell no jokes about them. No more. That's basically what you were saying because it's never gonna be a time when you're gonna be able to tell a joke that don't offend people. You gonna have women that's offended by things. You gonna have uh, men. You gonna have races of people that's offended by things. You don't said things. You don't said things in your stuff that I was offended by. As a bronze man, you said things, but you ain't concerned about that because I don't write Dave Chappelle checks. See, them Caucasians who are LGBT, who are all those things, they write his checks for him. So he don't want to talk about them no more until they laughing with him, which you should have never even said that. I'm not going to say nothing to get in trouble. I'm not going to say it like I said because really what you're admitting is that you on a goddamn plantation – and you got to watch what the LGBT massa say to you, or else you ain't going to get that bag. You got to watch what your LGBT masses say to you, boy. You know, you still got to play a boy. And I, I get it. You know, you're trying to get that bag. That's the world you live in. Okay. Okay. It's a sad world you live in where you can't be a man and say what's really on your mind because you held back, Dave Chappelle. I can see it in your face. It's stuff you wanted to say. You stopped yourself from saying. You know that these people are ridiculous. You know their platform is ridiculous. That's why they you poking fun at it. But they told you to fall back. Well, dang, you ain't going to be up on Netflix. So they boycotting. Here it is. You boycotting something. Like I said, like I said. You ain't worried about how black people feel, so-called black people feel about, you know, when you say things. Like I said, when he did that thing calling the black women bitches on his show, but yet you upholding the Asian woman. When she came, when they showed the, the skit with the Asian woman, you all cheesing out your face, which I don't get. Because to me, bronze women are the most beautiful women on the planet. I don't know how you can, like, put Asians and Caucasians and, and even in the same category. But that's that's your cool mindset. You know, you done been around them, you know, whatever. You know, so I mean, you, you, they use you as an influencer, Dave Chappelle. They use you as an influencer. You know, you reach a lot of people, so you got to watch your mouth. But that's how these people tell you. I'd rather, I, I, obviously, you probably said to yourself, I'd rather not do nothing if I got to watch my mouth. You, sh- you know, you ain't got. I don't know if you got enough courage to actually go and do your own pay per view stream and just say whatever you want to say, and not from a mean place, but from a logical one. You ought to think about that. If you want to, uh, you're not going to hear this, but whatever. So let me go ahead and close these things out before. Let me call, answer these questions before we close out. Why is Dave Chappelle's comedy not liked by beast by the beast, but tolerated? Because Dave Chappelle is an influencer. For better, whether the white man like it or not, Dave Chappelle already made a mark. He's an influencer, and they can still use Dave Chappelle to promote their agenda: homosexuality, lesbianism, transgenderism, uh, uh, pedophilia. Yeah, so you heard Jay Chappelle make pedophile jokes, right? Like what he said about, "Hey, I would have liked Michael Jackson to suck my." You know what I'm saying? They, he he'll say stuff like that because he's trying to make pedophilia funny. Y'all didn't catch that when he talking about, yeah, you know, I, 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 you know, you, you seen when he came in somebody's face, some guy, you know. So 
he's trying to make pedophilia funny because that's how the white man, he introduces things through comedy. Remember, the Ku Klux Klan, uh, 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 Jim Crow, and all that was, was comedy sketches in the newspaper before they became real movements. You do know that, right? The white man was using, like, like he used, um, uh, um, the Ku Klux Klan was meant to be like a satire-type joke type of thing, and lynching blacks and Jim Crow and all of those were really comedy skits that they wrote in papers and whatnot before they started making them real laws. So they'll use people, they'll use comedy all the time as a way to promote their agenda, and Dave Chappelle is the way they use it. They just use him to promote an agenda. What makes Dave Chappelle a good comedian? He knows how to utilize logical and rational thinking in his comedy. He does smart comedy. Kind of like satire, what I say. He's a satirist, like I say, satire. You know, things like the politics, things like that. He's not just telling silly jokes. Why is why is he so influential? Because of the Chappelle show. Nobody expected the Chappelle show to do the numbers it did, and it's still doing the same numbers, so much so that uh, um, Comedy Central wanted Dave Chappelle to come back and do something, which he probably will in the future for a big enough bag. Why did the Beast allow him to come back? Because he's an influencer, like I said. They need him to push the, the, the jab. They need him, which he did on the broadcast. You know, on the, on, the, uh, on his so his clothes. Are, yeah, I got my shot, and you know, and and and, and Johnson. He, so he was basically promoting the jab. He's promoting race mixing. He's promoting the LGBT. Like they, you know, basically that's why they use him, right? Why did uh, he turn down all the money? Because whatever he saw, whatever they did, obviously didn't sit right with him. Because obviously he had that that moment of. You know, clarity, whatever, he lost his mind, all the stuff they probably wanted him to do. And so he just turned his back and walked away, but ended up paying off for him. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a publicity stunt because he all made far, far more than that just coming, you know, falling off the scene and then coming back. But that's it. We're going to close out in the name of Amen by the power of Amen and Amen we trust and Amen we think and Amen we continue forward forever. I am the intellectual new, the Menkares. This has been Mental Egg Radio. I'll see you guys back here tomorrow night at 10 and 7.30 for Mesoamerican Radio. Good night.
Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.